Welcome back to my lovely IHP community. I hope you're having a wonderful day. We get some enlightenment time. And as I try to share with you some of the amazing moments that we're about to begin seeing in this lovely plane, and I'm talking about my 5D mystics, of course, I would say let's start with our relationships, the ability to repair, the ability to love, the ability to be in a consistent ventral vagal nervous system. That is for the 5D person. The integration of the mind is easily accessible and achievable and pursued. When I began my mindfulness practitioner course, I learned that I already know all the things they're telling me right now. And we'll see how it keeps moving forward. I also did the same when I was doing stuff with Sadhguru. And so when I say knowing, what I'm saying is my body and my mind and me applying what is essentially an integrated mind and a restorative embodied self. There are areas where I do hold charge. I learned about charge and I'm still doing that course as well. And it's something that if you know your body well enough, you'll be able to notice when you're doing it. It's been a while that I've noticed that I hold my breath sometimes. I don't know why, but I'll figure it out. And here's where, while some people want to be shown the way, others are curious about doing it their own way. And relationships are the aspects that make this journey fun. Obviously, sometimes it's not so fun, but this is only because of the people who are not. They're adults, and those would be those leaders that are speaking to people. So let's talk a little bit of enlightenment leadership time, and we'll use Sadhguru. He has a quote that I want to read to you about this beautiful opportunity. Hopefully we can see it at a certain point. As long as we are divided in the name of religion, race, caste, gender, nationality, there can be no true success for humanity. What you'll find from the psychoeducators is that we are a species that likes to be together. Nobody actually wants to be in fights with each other. The part about our nervous system and how it works. Put to the side people's ideas because those are all those identities, which is not the self that we are. We are all our names. We all have a beginning. We all have attachment, by the way, categories. And here's where when people are emotionally insecure, which is what most people are, because if you're emotionally secure, it means you're only engaged in a state of love. The shame cycle is not you in a secure attachment body. A shame cycle is a person who wants to hug a tree go away, not try to be around people, and stuff like that. And again, it's a preference, and it's something that requires a person to want to move out of isolation, because that's where isolation to some is safety for reasons that are important. 
there's a process to every person's body but the body is not what leads the way because the head is what leads the way that masculine if it's an inner critic outer critic you're not going to get to your body you're going to just get to that let me deny my emotions my body through these sex food alcohol or what was it anything that is becoming or becomes compulsive and that's where there's an, an awareness of emptiness if you will and the withdrawal doesn't allow you to really recognize it it's only if you come to experience the richness of life with others who are rich in their own emotions because the life that we are rich of is how our nervous system vibes how we talk about things you enrich someone if you are enriched because you're curious so krishna leela the depth of seriousness with playfulness is a person who's consistently socially engaged with their ventral vagal nervous system which means it's the infinite child in you that isn't a child though because we're not children what we are though we're people who believe we're people who know that fairy tales come true but we're the ones who create them. So they are tales. We don't have a hero and a villain. It's not the fairy tale of a person who moves into their actual enriched life. The tale is your name and your loved ones, and you learn how to be in these relationships that are very intriguing and fun and curious and beautiful. And that's because of having secure emotional interactions within your first of all yourself people who have a shame cycle they don't have that they don't have a mindfulness brain that looks with curiosity to themselves it might be a brain that looks to themselves but it might criticize and shame and so the ability to enlighten yourself begins and ends with your ability to use your mind and to take a look at those thoughts and emotions the part about emotions and what the psychoeducators say is that we learn to co-regulate. So the mammalian heritage is not one that learns to self-regulate. However, once you move into your adulthood, you can be aware of your emotional state. And so when you're not tending to each other with the fullness of you, there's going to be the enlightenment soul age group will notice. The 5D mystic will notice, but we will not define our loved ones and humanity as devil, evil, energy vampires, dark auras, evil, cancel, block. We don't do stuff like that. We don't go and try to control situations. We don't go rigid. We don't go to safety modality mode. We are able to say, let's talk because it's important. Our friendship's important our interactions are important we should talk like adults talk not whatever you know again people do when they don't know how to talk which is really don't do anything the ability to experience somebody else's experience the way that they experience it is very easy for a 5d human being because our ventral vagal is always engaged and our integrated mind is always engaged, and our differentiated self is always engaged. 
we don't look up or down we look straight and it doesn't matter if you got 10 million lists of degrees i will look straight at you the only reason as a child that i didn't basically look straight was because i was being told that somebody knows more a person who is 5d will slowly see that mm, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute and, and we'll keep moving into this wait a minute and it won't be in a way of being arrogant it'll be but you don't know everything because here i have a data point over here you know and, and it's not about proving we're right though it's that we're in that infinite possibilities and like well there's this and this and that so here's the creator space it's amazing when you're using your mind like that with loved ones we listen to what they're sharing we don't tell them how we think we don't tell them how we feel we might make certain suggestions and share our opinions but what i'm saying is usually when a person's sharing their story we don't say let me tell you the tale that i think you're telling me everyone has their own fairy tale some people don't have a fairy tale the willingness to learn empathy and be understanding comes from the person in fact the psychoeducators talk about even those who are in the spectrum it is their willingness to understand that you think a certain way another person thinks another way you put the effort into understanding how to speak specifically to the best of your ability know that those who are emotionally not secure they will be reactive when i get people who are in their adoptive child i'm not offended they can insult me yell at me whatever their 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 temperature has risen you know and we learn to get it back down so the truth is we don't actually engage in a way of feeling offended because somebody got a bit emotional or more with us we don't hold aspects down and say never again you know it's it's uh we can present what we will remember and here's where it's very fascinating when you actually present to people who didn't grow up something from the past and i've noticed this actually recently where there are people who will mention things from the past to try and bring a specific type of energy it's not they're not doing it on purpose but it's their energy so usually every one of us will have a an imprint and we'll bring with our words with our mannerisms with our personality that but the people who react to when you're sharing data points they're the ones who don't take note of those data points and so you bring it up makes it seem like you've been holding a list of items stuff like that i have seen when people hold a list of items in this way and usually that's where it's not a conversation it's not laughing together it's not let's you know meet where our emotions are people don't actually have the ability to speak about their emotions it is very interesting for the person who's in a 5d spectrum and their enlightenment soul age group this will be something you will have noticed and that you will not be testing out because people that are not secure emotionally are the ego sensitive people and there's a buttload of them they're all in groups and you can tell because they're insulting each other or they're getting angry so they don't just get passionate they get angry at each other and that's 
the part of where adaptive children are not ever trying to repair they're just trying to prove their right control the situation then it's all about them that unbridled self-expression and if it's not that then they're going to have to find that you hurt them somehow well, they're going to hurt you back and then they're going to withdraw and they're not going to necessarily take a look at what just happened and say wait a minute didn't i just do something that didn't have to be done you know did i actually speak my heart did i actually hear the other person being able to be objective about all of us basically having emotional responses is something that is natural so friends will always have moments the ones who last forever of course of highs and lows and and changes of moods right that's what's life the people who are in the enlightenment so age group we don't shy away from our friends and loved ones and if you're a 5d mystic you will actually be aware of it and you'll be checking in sometimes more often than not because of the tapping into stuff's going on but here's where there are moments of being able to understand if there's your stuff or if it's only the other stuff the enlightenment soul age person will know what's theirs and what's not and even if there's a miscommunication so misattunement they will try to apologize repair okay fine you know I, I got it wrong let me take steps back let me reiterate so we'll reiterate to the best of our ability and that is exactly where some people think of that as an individual playing with words and trying to justify those same people are the adaptive children they are thinking of that in that way because they have an emotional insecurity that drives their every move so they're going to be looking at what some other person's telling them with their own opinion and it's very straightforward again when you have two adults who care about each other they're not going to start bickering about the different approach they're going to enjoy the different approach expand on a different approach misalign and then realign and it's going to be a back and forth thing that allows a flow to be felt by the two individuals because each brings something different with their personalities their temperament to the table people who have emotional sense of security and continue to desire the relationships they build continue to grow and those differences will stay because differences are each person has their own personality and in fact remember i read to you recently in the video that relationship satisfaction is not about personalities the study by um, in 2020 by samantha joel and paul eastwood 11,000 couples and it showed that what is more important is actually not the personality but it's the dynamics of the actual relationship that contribute to the relationship satisfaction and that the characteristics of people is not actually going to give you a lot about if that relationship is going to be satisfactory or not so she's, this is usha to Malanara, where she says 
It's attachment and relational patterns, trying to modify those relational patterns rather than personalities. And so the idea that, oh, if I change or they change, then, you know, we can be together and be in a satisfactory relationship. That's not true. It's not about change. The personalities are the same. It's about the relational patterns, which goes to attachment. So your sense of security within your own body. Here's where being seen, sued, safe. And that's exactly why most people don't move into their own ability to be happy all by themselves because we do have the tendency, again, to want to co-regulate. But besides wanting to, we will have learned to co-regulate. So if you will have learned and you're repeating your family of origin pattern, you're just doing that karma wheel. If you have non-secure attachment, which is avoidant and ambivalent, those two tend to get together and they mirror each other's stuff. Then we got our disorganized, which has a secondary attachment of secure, avoidant, or ambivalent. And those types of selves, the secure would be autonomous, but they have charged states that still want to be seen, soothed, safe, and secure. So they are looking for the couple bubble. This is where most people have suffering because they don't have one individual because they don't have the emotional sense of security that it's okay to be themselves. And that's the part of where, as Jessica Fern points out, the idea that to ensure security, you need one person to tend to your emotions, to basically depend on emotionally, this mono-romantic ideal can actually be codependency in disguise. And what I've noticed besides the codependency part is actually people don't grow to become the adult versions of themselves. So they don't grow into their enlightenment soul age group because when they have these situations, whether it be with friends or with, well, yeah, with, with the world, I should say, Either they have the one human being who, you know, will support them. And that's why those other soul age groups have different types of lessons that they learn because the relationship, they learn how to be loving towards themselves thanks to the mirrors of those emotional areas that they need from each other and want from each other. And that is the part. They're not necessarily codependent, but their emotional security is going to be depending on the other to feel a way of satisfaction in life besides in the relationship. And this study, what did it show? So it's not the personality. What are the top five variables that explain the variance in relationship satisfaction is perception that your partner is committed to you. That's because of needing. So this is for those who still need secure attachment. The person who's in the enlightenment soul age group will not need the person to prove commitment. That's not how relationships work for enlightenment soul age group we're independent souls we're independent people if you are committed it will be revealed to me in time that you care about our relationship because you're going to want to keep building the relationship with me so we're going to have any debate we want we can have any type of fight it's not going to end there you're not going to disappear on me you want to be my friend you want to be my life you're going to be committed time tells us the truth so we don't need that proof this is emotional security, though, for a 5D person in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. Let me specify. The other Soul Age groups, no, they need 
to perceive that the partner is committed through specific actions, through specific promises, through specific modalities. So the minute that they're dealing with someone who, let's say, they get into a mood and a person's not sure that I do it, that's where the relationship satisfaction, the insecurities emotionally begin to rise with people who don't have a self that is empowered. And that states, no, no, I'm here. I'm just doing something differently, which is where, again, the enlightenment soul age person can do this. And even when we get into moments where we are very emotional, we'll present the actual emotion. There have been times where I've literally said, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing to me, but I'm spelling this out in a very specific, detailed, informative way. And that's because enlightenment equates i'm not ashamed of emotions i'm not ashamed of speaking my thoughts and my feelings to people who are in my life otherwise why would you be in my life secure attachment individuals don't destabilize because others cannot support or be or whatever have a specific way with our emotions there are emotions not theirs it's not their responsibility to hold them we're not going to hide them. And so this embarrassing, it's because of certain moments in your life you will have that there are, you know, moments of charge. We all have them. In fact, there's others who will completely make us laugh about them because they will present communication in a way of basically supporting and reassuring. And so that's where you learn, thanks to the people who come and, and let you in, it's okay, it's good, you know, practice, practice of reassuring your own self, emotionally speaking, while building your relationships is what repair, and all of those who want to be around each other because of having a satisfactory relationship will be in each other's lives. The other part for partners, appreciating the partner, and this is where they're talking about people who are intimately together in this study so sexual satisfaction is included number four the perception of how satisfied the partner is and so individuals if they perceive their partner is less satisfied that affects their own satisfaction of the relationship why this is the whole default mode network with the oats and this is where the child the parent the partner substitutes that caregiver until the individual becomes completely emotionally independent, which is where a solo poly is, because polyamory is, one, the aspect of any person who just loves, because love is not about one human being. We will naturally be engaged in life from our ventral vagal nervous system. We feel love, excitement, curiosity, and we, the 5DC in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, let me specify, because those who are within the ideology of love equating only one human being, even if you explain to them that physiologically speaking, love is only brought forth when your body is in a specific state, they will say no, no, because obviously they feel that that's equating it to a machine, which we're not, but there's a way that your body actually gives off the chemistry of love. And it doesn't remove the bonds that you have because here's where for a 5D mystic, especially in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, you'll know your oversoul. You'll know all of those fragments of your immediate oversoul, but you also recognize that 
the collective, this earth is our oversoul. And then it will also lead into those 11 dimensions or just the extra dimensions that we know of, the mystics I'm talking about in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. We'll feel the expanded collective. So I've interacted, and to this day, when I pick up, it can be my own self in the sense of my astral travel dimensions, uh, my own past lives, future lives. I can be picking up on my oversoul, my immediate oversoul. I know who all these people are. They come to my mind immediately. And the extended would be lovely planet Earth with the people and the themes. Then when I move further out, this is where those other dimensions begin to be part of my perception and, and peripheral view. And they're all in a state of love. So for us, polyamory is not a lifestyle. It's an actual way we will feel because we also have the perception of those bonds, their energetic imprints, but their bonds that last, again, forever. The close ones are very clear, very strong. They're very aware, very present. The collective, again, is the next strongest, I would say. And then when we move into dimensions, it would require so much time to spend there that we, we don't do that. We have you know, life to live here. So it's not something that you're usually going to be connecting to unless there's some major event happening. And when that happens, you know, back to this uh, perception, when people look to each other for approval, of course, their emotions go up or down. When you're not looking to approval, because you love just to love, be yourself, I'm myself, we are, we're our personalities. There's no emotional insecurity based on you having characteristics or based on you being in your own attachment category with your charge states. Okay, so even if we pick up on a person moving into areas, we will talk about it is what we will do. We'll try to have heart-to-heart conversations. Number five of the top five variables that explain most variance in relationship, satisfaction, conflict, and how conflict is dealt with. And so it's the attachment and relational patterns that matter, not the personalities. And so people thinking to change each other isn't what affects the relationship and the satisfaction. Furthermore, the willingness to be able and experience what each body and mind experiences from their own is important. So people who listen to you in the absence of them sharing their own opinion of what you're going through, you will feel felt. You will know that you are being heard. And when there's misalignment because of misunderstandings, which can happen, there will be, let's talk about it. And sometimes the let's talk about it isn't something people want because the adoptive child of people doesn't want to bring repair. It's a charge state of, I want to prove I'm right or you're wrong. Uh, I'm going to take control of the situation and control you or control me. There's the whole unbridled self-expression, so it's all about them in whatever way, shape, or form. And if that's not it, there's retaliation. They're going to consider something you did as hurtful and then say, ah, I'm going to hurt you back. Here's the shame, blame, fault, revenge. These are all shame cycles. And withdrawal is nothing more than a person heading out because they're in that habit. 
and they don't actually bring in, in fact, uh, a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. They just decide to uh, completely block that opportunity off. And it's an adaptive child who's protecting emotional insecurity. So this is trauma safety behavior. And that's something that the lovely psychoeducators talk about. So non-secure attachment individuals and disorganized attachment individuals will tend to have types of safety behaviors that they can become aware of if they want. And if they're not wanting to, they won't. But meantime, for 5DC in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, we know how to handle ourselves to the best of our ability and bring forth the emotions and the thoughts and to try to correct where misalignment is made and when that happens it doesn't look good or bad it's a ventral vagal yes no maybe and there's always transparency and authenticity it's like the story with my one friend that i didn't talk to for five years this person is a person who I always use as an example because, one, I learned from them how not to do that, and it was silly of me. But what I learned and why I learned it was silly was because they taught me that their clownish behavior, which they still have, it's a very clownish, assholeish behavior. Like They will do things on purpose, disregarding another person's emotions while knowing that that person is upset this is one of the reasons why at a certain point i'm like this is enough because i know them and i knew that they could tell that i was frustrated and they kept on dismissing it and further adding to the clownish behavior so that it was almost like you know what even if you're pissed i'm going to keep on doing it because i don't care and that's where what i uncovered in our when we met up again because they were in dire need of a friend was that they basically like any other person. So I learned from them how people hide their fear of rejection. They're afraid they won't be loved. So they behave in a way that is even disrespectful to someone they love. When you fast forward and you learn about stuff from Bezel van der Kolk, you learn about how people have heartbreak, gut wrench, and they're torn apart. And so shame cycle is definitely not something to promote. It's beautiful to see when people get out of their shame cycle, that that's beautiful. But when there are people in the shame cycle, it is not something that is beautiful in any way, shape or form. And it's always the job, if you will, of a person who can notice a part of a fragmented self to be as neutral as possible in a way that allows what wants to come forth to come forth and then to disengage from any further agitation because agitation is really a re-traumatization for the individual who doesn't even know essentially that they are in that because the charge state doesn't look like anything more than a person being a clown. Like my friend who was being a bit of an asshole at the time and when they apologized, you know, again, I realized that their behavior is because they don't feel worthy. I'm one of their only friends. And the only other friend they had is a friend who left them the first time around that we had reconnected because they had been dumped after 14 years of a relationship. Their friend 
actually told me that my friend was throwing up and in a depressed state and this guy was coming out with us and I'm like dude why aren't you having him come out with us what is the deal these these two were best friends these two hung out like everywhere they were the duo and I was like dude what happened to your friend so fast forward this same friend nowhere to be found but again my friend only had him and me because they didn't build relationships they knew this about themselves they still know this about themselves and it's not funny but they've accepted why why because they created an identity for themselves through their clownish behavior and then they ended up finding what they needed they found safe harbor they found a person who shared with them what genuine love is because they didn't choose to move beyond their unworthiness cycle all on their own and it was a specific moment in time that they chose not to do so i remember because they stated it to me in a way that i actually noted and it was during one of those peak ascension moments but here's where there are other soul age groups for reasons so what i know they found is true care so this means what a person that actually cares about their mental and emotional well-being and their satisfaction in life and that supports them so their endeavors and what they want to do that person in fact accepts and accepted for a long time what my friend had shared with them about what they didn't want and eventually my friend realized where will i find someone who genuinely cares about me now again this is where this is not their ideal situation they compromised they didn't choose to persevere but their choice to not persevere is not something that they see as a truth why because shame is not something you will notice if you're looking outside and it's not something you'll understand if you don't understand how your brain and your embodied brain excuse me works the shame cycle is an actual posture the therapists themselves explain how people do not understand that shame is not what you are the people who are living it again i don't know shame i know love so what i can tell you is i've seen the blinders of people my friend included and they're not the only one who i know who is doing consistently karma because they didn't break free from their bonds of the past and this is where it can be equated to the life of now because if i use my friend as the example there's a specific story they hold there's a specific way they were raised the words they use are representative of the parents that i know they have and of their entire family dynamic and the day that they said no to this ability to expand was the day they revealed i'm afraid i don't want to be different i don't want to be more different this is what i don't want to be more different than what i am i want to be like everybody else the mammalian heritage of people i want to be safe seen soothed i want to be held i want society to accept me anyone who keeps leading with shame wants society that's it so the society is going to end up being one person or group doesn't matter that's a limited state of consciousness of course we don't meddle with it why would we again there's blinders on even if you present if i present to my friend what i just shared which i didn't 
what I presented to them at the time when they presented to me, their compromise was, are you happy? Are you sure? You good with this? Yes, it's the best I can achieve. I'm not happy, happy. This isn't my deal, but I'm happy because I know that this is something genuine and true and it will last and it's something beautiful. And, and you know, the thing is, they, they said to me, why would I choose material over this? Which is very beautiful. So here's where there's a twofold. They gave up something, but they did learn something else. When this person came back into my life, after five years of us not talking, they, everything was taken away from them. Their job and being left basically at the altar, you can say that, okay? So this is a person who literally every, and, and I mean, to me, that's not a big deal compared to someone who's suffering and starving and in a war zone, okay? But for people that are very focused on needing emotional security, this is like everything. They're, they're all of their worth was just ripped away from them okay the 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 person of the dreams the the job of, they had the lifestyle that my friend wants this is my i know my friend <laughs> they that was their high and everything came crumbling down and the aspect that i had told him this was where my advice which they disregarded and then, you know, we went through these five years where we didn't chit-chat. I said to him, your Achilles heel is women. You keep thinking that you need to do what you're telling me. This is an Achilles heel that you have going on. And when they fell in the shithole, luckily for, for them, they had no money and they had no friends, and they could not do any of the things that they usually would have done. And I told them, you've been blessed. You do realize this, right? Because right now, if you had any money, you'd be down your little Achilles heel again, doing shit that ain't going to bring you to full-on healing, to full-on you being able to be in a good place for you. So the material that the lovely 4D likes to talk about people like energy vampires, which they're not, they're human beings, they need to leave them alone. You know, the, the part that gets me is really when people talk about loved ones like that. So my friend, yes, they had materials in mind, but it's in a specific way that I see most people have materials in mind, not to mention they're raised with certain types of ideas, but that's not the part, it's not the external the invisible shame cycle that only if a person actually either takes therapy seriously or just their own mind seriously. So this person was stripped away of everything they would have ever wanted and they were then faced with horrendous year, year and a half, two years and I was with them and they got through it. Why? Why did they get through it? They got through it because they had a person who cared for them and they didn't have money to go doing stupid shit. I actually told them again. And this was though in a moment where our lovely energies were about, their clairs were activated alongside mine because everyone in that moment, there are some that were being faced with these lovely opportunities and they didn't want that. They were afraid of it. They said, I'm afraid of it. And then I said, well, don't worry, because you don't have to accept. This is where you get to choose what life you live. You get to choose what level of perception. So you just 
ignore it, leave it alone. And in fact, this is where my friend, you know, got the job that they wanted. They ended up moving where they wanted to move. So they had the middle ground, they compromised and they found what is valuable to them. Their lesson, they learned the value of relationship. They learned something and they're going to keep learning. In fact, the value of relationships and what is meaningful when it comes to substance versus materials. And that's just one story and one example. So they're not in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. We don't even, in fact, share a lot of any interests, for that matter, anymore. We can talk about things, but they're not intrigued by the 5D mystic or anything necessarily in personal development. Their interests are more of social situations and you know day-to-day -day interactions. When you have heart and a heart that doesn't love with strings attached, you will not be someone who holds something in such a way that you deny a person who needs you help. And, and here's where, when I see people who don't actually recognize you only have 24 hours and they don't cherish each other, I've learned to just ignore it, if you will, because it's something very sad. You won't be the same person you are now in another life. So here's where being in this mysticism group is, is beautiful. Beautiful to know the past, the present, infinite possibilities. What's sad to see is people relating to human suffering with some story that isn't even true because you can only feel love if you're in your ventral vagal state. A safe harbor. People who unconditionally love you are the ones who help you feel all gooey inside. The only reason people get into their adaptive child about that is because they have fragments of their self that didn't get the thumbs up from the mother, father, from the siblings, because we have alloparenting. You won't attach to only one figure. So you may have secure attachment with the mother, may have insecure, non-secure attachment with the father, may have secure attachment with a sister or brother. Well, people don't know their own attachment patterns. They talk about karma, and they don't know what they're bringing to the table. The human elements are the most amazing of elements because they explain or they help me to explain to you, if you grow relationships that are authentic from the heart, there's always ability to repair because we care. There's always love, but there's also always respect. And so when people do not enjoy, like my friend, when I found out that they don't enjoy topics related to channel guidance, mysticism, tarot, everything that I am involved in, my dreams, all of it, I gave them an earful in the car because what they said was, I don't believe in a God. Now, I have moved beyond the concept of God, but I believe for sure in this infinite consciousness of energy. And I was raised with God, but I'm saying when they said these words, I don't believe in anything beyond this plane. I'm like, why did you have me talking to you for hours about my dreams and tarot and my, my oversoul, all these topics? And that's not because I was angry at them in a way of, oh, you did something wrong. I was angry that our moments together, our 
moments that we won't live again. So if we're going to spend time, it should be in a way that you feel safe, loved, happy, and that you will have taken emotional value from it, as well as mental value and physical value. And so it's not about worthiness for the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. It's about respect of people's time, people's differences, people's space, which is where we will not be building any formal relationships in our lives. This is also why we don't know goodbyes. We don't do separation. We only know oneness and we only love from our heart and it's an unconditionally loving heart. But it's one that does not appreciate, like with my friend, I didn't speak to them for five years again because they did not take steps to address what they knew was pissing me the fuck off. Furthermore, they actually doubled down on it, on it, if anything, and they even teased about it. I've also had other types of situations take place in very different ways, but this is the part of knowing. We know when people are actually not tending to our emotions and our inner happiness because they will be doing things that we will be sharing with them. What are you doing? Why, why are you doing this? In the case with my friend, because they have a clown face and their mannerisms are always in this way, it was more like frustration or seriously, but the, the, the fact of the matter is they also completely did not take ownership. When they lied and chose to lie, they wanted to blame their partner. I said, why are you blaming her? She didn't have a gun to your head. I'm assuming you made your choice willingly, all on your own, not by force. So why are you blaming her? There's no need to blame. And this is the part of where people who can handle themselves, like grown-ups, will not back off from a conversation. But a person like my friend who didn't, and still they have their shame cycle in different ways playing out. They don't like confrontation. In fact, here's where another conversation we had, this was way after when we were back into a friendship zone again, was about the whole way men and women talk about each other and they don't communicate. And I was looking to consult with different of my friends. It was a very sad day, by the way, because I despise to say the least, any gender stereotype, because it means people are locking themselves up in identities and ruling with them, and there's no need. But let me put that to the side. So I've asked my friend about this whole, you know, men just kind of ghosting. What's up with this ghosting shit? You know, and I don't like the word, but I'm like, why are so many men, instead of just being straightforward, doing stuff like that? And most, if not all, except for maybe one, they basically claim that it's uh, because they would rather appear immature and childish than appear assholes. said, oh, so that's why you call women assholes, because we know how to be direct. Is that the deal? You know, and, and in all of this, I'm thinking this is, this is bullshit. Like, how would you actually choose to do something like that? Emotional immaturity. And so here's where... You know, the women, they're not any better. And this, these are the gender stereotypes. When I see a woman getting up all in, in, in some 
man's ass for not answering i mean how many times does it take you to realize when i've had people ghost what i realize is okay obviously my emotional spectrum and my mental spectrum are not a priority that's good to know it's good to know where i stand because now i know how to regulate my efforts towards the relationship because it will be an indication of how much i do not matter in the aspect of value which is a good data point and that's because relationships for an enlightenment so age person are independent you don't need to make me feel good i feel good without you you should feel good hopefully without me too do we feel good together of course if our friendship and relationship allows us to enrich which is why again the time is of the essence and using it in a way that's respectful that's funny that's loving all the aspects and contribution that we would want to share with each other in a way that is happy because life is too short to spend it with people and not be in enjoyment and while others are busy with the whole let me prove the ones who are trying to prove to each other that they're worthy or not 5dc enlightenment soul age group we're not proving anything we are in our relationships no strings attached we enjoy the time so the recalibration for example like when people have done the ghosting i never forget one of the ones in particular there are ways that we have our little dynamic and it's beautiful because i accepted their dynamic in fact the ghosting is a bullshit word i just know that a person chooses their own way of wanting to communicate doesn't make me more important less important why am i communicating am i communicating because i want an outcome is that what it is so an outcome means strings attached if i love you and i want to check in on you or i want to share something with you i'm not going to do it with strings attached this is what emotional security means so while the studies show what the masses are and i mean i don't like using the word but this is what it the masses are adaptive children who need each other to say i'm emotionally safe and if you do all the things i want you to do then i'm emotionally safe that's for some people some people they're completely differentiated they take ownership of their thoughts their emotions they present them if i feel that i'm not loved or if i'm worried that i'm bugging someone i will ask them i will double check i to this day actually do this stuff because of people not saying yes you're bugging me leave me alone i don't want to hear from you not being direct and my friend just proved to me how many men do shit like this and so if i'm going to be aware of people needing directness there's a way that you can be direct and that would be saying shit like am i bugging you but once or twice the minute that you're saying no is the minute that i'm going to take your answer and if then though you show me yes you are bugging me with a different answer okay then i'm going to know that and that you know and if you go back and forth at a certain point i'm going to know okay it's a no that's it because the yes no maybe so that's not how you grow relationships that's something very different especially when there's trying to meet let me respect you in the areas that you feel mentally emotionally and physically stimulated and that means again those bonds are important so like with my friend when i yelled at him from that moment forth i don't talk about anything with mysticism enlightenment none of it i don't actually bring it up at all if i talk about stuff it's material stuff that's it they don't want in this part of my world that's okay they don't have to want in that doesn't make our friendship less valuable 
It's a friendship based on two people. 5 BC, Enlightenment Soul Age Group. We're not babies, and our friendships are not those of needing emotional security. If you can't grow a friendship and know that you're loved, what friendship is it in the first place? So this is the part where while people who are needing each other in a way of other soul age groups, and so 5DC could be in other soul age groups for sure. We talk about these things, although, again, if you're self-empowered, you will at the very least be talking about things with your loved ones, consistently repairing and consistently trying to find those sweet spots while respecting each other's differences because you're not going to create codependent relationships if you're self-empowered and 5d you're going to create i'm a person you're a person we don't have to see eye tie we will link and join we will not merge merging are the people who end up in those types of relationships where basically you see one human being or the clan groups you see one group and it will be always very clear because they all say the same thing in the same way with the same textbook, everything, and it's not even just that. They have a specific energy to them. <laughs> and I'm thinking about, because when you find out about how the brain works and the whole us versus them and the emotional reaction, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm thinking of the gooeyness that I just perceived with those groups because you see them all together. They're like a big cotton candy but they're all gooey with honey, and then they're all like, ah, and so it's like all these little kids, but they're all together, and they're so cute, so when you can disengage from, obviously, the part when they get all pissy, and they're yelling at another group, and you see them all cuddled up, it makes me think of little kittens, but little kittens, they grow up, and then they become independent. These people, they're all glued together, and they're all happy, but you know, let me leave it on a sweet note, because it's sweet to see, it's so sweet to see. It's sweet to see them love each other like that. And then it's even more amazing to know that some of us move into the Enlightenment Soul Age Group and we can talk about shit like this and we can also understand that those communities will always be there because until we all know about the ventral vagal and until everyone chooses to hug humans versus trees, <laughs> which, I mean, we're not there, not nearly there. Right now, we need to still figure out how to save our lovely planet. Uh, I had a share that I did in one of the other episodes that I don't know um, if it went live or not, but there's this uh, ocean thing that I was thinking about, and I was wondering how the coral reef is doing, because the last time I watched something, it was a very sad story, so... I worry about our lovely ocean, um, but I'm hopeful that there are good leaders up there doing great things. In the meantime, for us, the people, let us do good things by creating safe spaces. Like my friend, when he came back around, I was very happy. He taught me a very important lesson, which I have, in fact, always been able to keep confirming. People are afraid of rejection, so they will actually not speak truths to you and we learn the enlightenment soul age how to handle that we don't do shame we don't do it at all we will not shame our loved ones in any way shape or form we will tell them this is how i feel this is what i think and that's it we'll accept we'll learn to respect so if it's you know boundaries that they put up they'll we'll respect them and that's about it you know we'll we'll make sure that they know how we feel and that's what friends are for to share our opinions our thoughts our emotions our relationships we get to grow up 
We get to learn how to unconsciously love each other and we get to learn how to accept each other. And for the groups, they get to, you know, be groups. Meantime, I look forward to hearing from you, calling in or leave a message. Have a great day.